Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, I want to start this short intro with an apology for the uh, kind of short hiatus that we just took in between the last episode and this one. A little bit unplanned. Uh, we do our best to stick to our bi-weekly schedule uh, as well as we can, uh, so it's always a shame when we have to miss a release date. Uh, but we're back now though, and hopefully you've all stuck with us through the uh, four-week gap. Uh, today's episode is also our final one that's going to go out prior to our appearance at Dragon Meet in London on Saturday the 30th of November, uh, which on time of this release is just over a week away now. Uh, we're super looking forward to meeting a bunch of you there at the convention. Uh, this will be our third year attending as part of the podcast zone. It's just been a ton of fun every time. Uh, so head on over to dragonmeet.co.uk for ticket information and all that. Uh, we hopefully will see you all there next weekend. Uh, okay, so let's recap quickly what happened last time. Uh, Hazel, being the only member of our trio of teens uh, to stay focused on the mystery at hand on the day of the big roller disco, had snuck along the side of the railway line to get a view into the grounds of the small Ministry of Defence testing station, uh, following an unexplained apparition of blood on her map of the town while trying to figure out where to search. Uh, there, she had seen figures dressed in hazmat suits dragging an apparently unconscious figure from an unmarked van into a small outbuilding. Uh, upon returning home, uh, she relayed this information to Anthony via telephone, who was deep in preparation uh, for meeting up with uh, Sora prior to the roller disco. Uh, later on, after they all met at the roller disco and after some uh, teenage drama <laughs> involving their friend Kev, who had seemingly left a can of drink, Coca-Cola I think I said, uh, for Sora on the wall in front of her house after his visit that afternoon. Uh, the trio sort of managed to sneak away from the leisure centre, leaving the roller disco behind them to continue their investigations. Uh, that's pretty much where we left off last time, uh, so let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Okay, so leaving the uh, roller disco and the sounds of early 90s uh, school disco music um, behind you, although I think I sort of specified it wasn't too loud in there really, but you, you still hear the sounds. Um, leaving the, uh, the leisure centre behind you, uh, you all start making your way across town uh, towards Hazel's house. Now then, so we, we kind of haven't, I think we, I think it would be helpful to sort of define what you guys are sort of, what your overall kind of plan is in, in sort of all going to Hazel's to check it out sort of thing. What, what are you all thinking? Uh, Anthony is most definitely kind of following Hazel here, especially with the whole thing of her sister potentially being in some kind of trouble. There's just concern for any kind of danger and he cares for his friend and his, her family by extension. So he's just kind of waiting to see what happens and, yeah, that's where he's at. Right. So sort of a little bit of kind of... Apprehension, but yeah. trying to mentally prepare himself 
but God knows. Who's, I was thinking it's a little bit of kind of just sort of seeing what the others are, are doing then, really, and just going along with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Following. Such is his way. <laughs> Hazel is mostly quite unsure of how this is going to go mm. and how this is going to be having her two by now very awkward friends in her bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that's definitely an un- unforeseen factor, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it'll be fine. She's sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Sora, any th- sort of thoughts on it? What, what, where's, where's Sora's head at? I think she's quite flustered from the night's events. Mm. So she's like rather distracted and trying to calm down. Yeah. And she's just kind of going along with what's happening. Okay. So sort of maybe a little bit torn between like the kind of non, I was about to say non creepy, but the Coke can thing was kind of creepy. Um, the, the non, <laughs> the non potentially weird events of like, like teenage stuff and the now heard of weird events of like army people going around and like, you know, black goo and, and stuff. Is it sort of a little bit of a disconnect maybe? Maybe a bit, a bit, um, like trying to get down from a hundred percent shouting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trying to process everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, like I would say, it would be fair to say Sora was quite worked up and and like, well, pissed off at Kev <laughs> for his uh, <laughs> Coke can antics. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, a little yeah. bit of the confrontation going on there, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. So okay, we will. It's a it's a little bit of a um. I mean, we haven't really defined sort of how long it takes to walk across town, but we could probably say it takes about 15 minutes or so, 15, 20 minutes to get from the the leisure center to Hazel's house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are there any uh, any discussions or thoughts you guys want to have along the way, or or should we uh, sort of jump to the front door, as it were? I think the only thing that Anthony's doing on the walk is occasionally regarding the rollerblades in the bag and thinking to himself, I could be getting there faster than this, but... Uh... I like it. <laughs> He's just like, I have the power of speed. I'll pack by, by trying to He spent to all cool. that money in, in <laughs> Thoughts of Sonic the Hedgehog in that game that he didn't get. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Gotta go fast. Okay, well, we'll if, if nobody's sort of... Um, you guys sort of basically walking along kind of like with a purpose then, sort of not a lot of discussion happening at this point. I guess let, let's cut to um, arriving at, at Hazel's house then. So it's about, by the time you get here, probably about eight o'clock. No lights on as you approach upstairs, but you can see um, just kind of lighting up the, the blinds on the front windows, sort of the familiar lights of the front room television, Hazel, which you would know kind of indicates your mum is probably, you know, sequestered in the lounge in her usual spot, sort of uh, head in the TV kind of thing um, yeah just kind of i open the door and hi mom and just like usher the other two to come in and go upstairs it's a little bit of a pause and then you just hear oh you're back early as if you know sort of you could t- you can kind of picture that her eyes haven't left the screen sort of thing she's not about to be <laughs> not about to get up or anything yeah yeah but yeah i'm a bit early it's fine it's just a bit too tired. Okay, I'll be in here watching a film. Young Sherlock Holmes is on. Okay, enjoy. 
See you tomorrow. Good night. Just, you can hear sort of... Yeah, just, she hasn't got the, the volume cranked up or anything, but yeah, you can tell that's going to be the end of the conversation pretty much with your mum. So... Anthony and Sora, have you have you been have you been to Hazel's house before? We haven't really established that. Um, I'm going to say no. No, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Anthony goes round girls' houses. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can I can totally see that. <laughs> um, maybe not. Uh, didn't have the, the sort of closer when younger um, sort of friendly relationship that uh, mm, have with mm. Sora. Okay. So yeah, the two of you are kind of awkwardly sort of. Uh, Standing in the hallway, I would assume not having a huge amount of uh, clue where to go. Oh yeah, say. just just waiting to be prompted. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you find yourself in the hallway. Okay, I will lead them into my room. Mm-hmm. This this doesn't feel at all awkward for Hazel. No, okay. really, leading the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the awkwardness is real all round, I believe. <laughs> Anthony oh, yeah. is definitely like kind of looking around in that way of like I, I don't want to have a judgy look on my face, but there's things I've not seen before. There's like it's got that other person's house smell. All the, all those things are going through his head as he's going up the stairs and kind of like trying to, yeah, not knock things and what have you. Yeah, if you, the the thought of going into a girl's room is forefront of your mind. Would you say as well? As much <laughs> as the potential oddity that might be in there after what's been talked about. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I open the door to my room and walk in and then clear a pile of witch books off of the bed. There's not there's not really any other furniture that people can sit on mm. in the room. I was I was gonna say maybe this is a good time to describe your room. There is I'll make it a double bed. So inside the room, as you go in, straight ahead of you, there is a double bed with a small set of drawers beside it. And then on your left, there's the window. And the window looks out, and there's basically out of the window, all you can see is lots of trees. Um, there's some more drawers, and pretty much everything is covered with uh, piles of books. Just lots and lots of witchy books, mm. plant books. Of course, you had them out earlier on in the day when you were looking, well, and the previous day when you were looking up uh, potentials for what had happened to Kevin, his dad. Yep. And when yeah. I scared myself because <laughs> the pendulum worked. That's true, yeah. Did you say the, the town map is still out on the on the side as yes. well? Yeah. Yeah. Again, still no sign of any kind of, um, any of this liquid that was on it from your pendulum either, which, yeah. I think you told them about that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. You can hear, uh, as, as I would say as well, as as you go upstairs and, and towards the room, there is a light shining from under, uh, a sort of fairly faint light shining from under um, the door of your sister's room, but um, you can't hear any sound in there. Okay. So we go into my room and close. I close the door and go point out like the direction of that's Laurel's room's that way. She still won't talk to me about any of this. So. I don't know how much she's actually aware of it. So if we can manage to not tell her about this, that would be preferable. Anthony looks at Sora and kind of looks back to Hazel 
with a kind of forlorn like I'll try I'll try not to mess things up look on his face. <laughs> oh. I've got I've got this quite strong mental image um of Anthony sort of awkwardly standing there, sort of almost not moving, not wanting to not wanting to t- you know, just sort of I, I'm gonna occupy this space here and I'm not gonna move anything and I'm just gonna <laughs> awkwardly stand there. Oh yeah. If, if 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 there's a blank bit of wall quite near the door that they've walked through already, he's trying to lean against that because that's kind of a safe space. <laughs> he doesn't, he seriously doesn't want to like interrupt anything in the room, do anything wrong, no faux pas. <laughs> yeah. Hazel walks over and just like sits in the middle of her bed, cross legged, like okay, this is a bit weird. So are we like gonna stay up all night? Or are we gonna like sleep and see what happens? Hearing this Anthony shoots a look at her and is like Well, stay here. Like I I thought I thought we were just gonna check out that her sister was okay and then I can go home because my mum and dad, like dad in particular, he's gonna be and he kind of pauses and looks around like, you know what he's like? I, he's going to be really furious. Down on the bed and starts flipping through the witch's books like super cash. I guess that's true. So show us the, um, the blood. Yeah, okay. where, was, where was this blood? Like, and he looks around. And they, can he see anything? Is there, is there anything vaguely out of place that Anthony can see in the room? Okay, so I think this would be a one success needed mind investigate check. Actually, wait, no, it would be mind comprehend, I think. So we're looking for some one six. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, there's one six, yeah, okay. So, I mean, out of place, I mean, I, I think we, we can we can figure this out between uh, me and you, uh, Hazel. Like, you, you've already described sort of... Um, the state of the room and sort of books and things everywhere and that. But would you say Hazel was sort of quite hot on getting, you know, you know, anytime the thing, the blood and stuff appears, it's, you know, it's gotten rid of and stuff like that. You know, they wouldn't, it's been a couple of days. There wouldn't be any sort of. Certainly the bedding is, seems to be completely clean. And mm. um, some of the blood that was on the ceiling has been quite difficult to try and reach. Yeah, I would. I would say with that one, it was. It was almost like it sort of soaked away into the ceiling, yeah. and the ceiling kind of. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't really leave much of a trace. I don't know if yeah. I made that clear when I was sort of when when we mm-hmm. had that that sort of moment. At least I was kind of picturing sort of like the patterns are there, and it's quite clearly the blood. But then yeah, when it fa- just... when it fades away, it's not yeah. like it's just dried onto the ceiling. It's kind of just sort of just sort mm-hmm. of gone. If that makes sense. Yeah. So Hazel will end up having to clean like the the sheets mm. fairly regularly yeah and it was really the the black goo that was on her sister's windowsill that freaked her out properly yeah so there might be a little bit of the blood i don't think there's any of the liquid left on the map no no there definitely isn't that's gone yeah okay yeah. well we'll say then that um you really don't see anything out of place in terms of like what you're looking for blood wise and that then anthony it's more sort of yeah, you know, as as described, you know, the room is maybe a little untidy with the books and things. Um, but there's no it's not like you've walked in and the walls are like splattered with blood and there's like you know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so cool. this is my room. <laughs> so So he uh he looks around and scans the room and kind of looks over at Hazel and just says, 
Are you sure you've not been reading too many of these books like after, close to bedtime and getting ideas and stuff? And he turns to Sora and like raises an eyebrow with a kind of quizzical, like, Saki kind of look on his face, like, haha, I'm getting one over on her. <laughs> Trying to stay lighthearted, sort of thing. Mm. Hazel glares at him. Why the hell do you think I read these books? Um, I, I don't know. And he kind of picks up the nearest book and flicks it open. And what does he see in terms of like, just, is it comprehensible to him? Like, can, does it mean anything? Is um, I, just, I just want to get an idea of like, because he's going to try and react now to what Hazel's reading and be as, as, as smart and sarcastic as he can. I think maybe make another mind comprehend check. Okie doke. I really want it to be a botany book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's two sixes in there. Uh, you totally recognise what's going on, on the page. This is a guide to cats. <laughs> <laughs> he holds up the book and goes, "Look, this is pointless. Like you're reading about cats. What, like, what, how is this going to help with blood on the ceiling if that's even happening?" Oh, oh no. How dare I have a book that isn't about this grim thing that I've tried to avoid for the last couple of years. Cats. Anyway. <laughs> you know. <sighs> the blood's freaking me out, because when it turns up on the bedding, it's now getting really close to my neck. And then it was on the ceiling, and it's never done that before. And then there was that black goo, and I know we all saw that before. We definitely all saw that. At the mention of the black goo, Anthony kind of breaks the kind of what he realizes now is stupid, like ribbing and what have you, and becomes solemn and goes, Oh, oh, yeah. Um, sorry. Um, uh, well, what's, what's the, show me one of the books that's like actually important to this. Like maybe I should have a look at this as well, and we should all have a little read and. See if we can figure out together a little bit more of this. Because obviously three heads are better than one. Yep. Um, Hazel will try to find the book that mentioned about the black goo and the... Well, mentioned about the darkness from the eye, mind control, removing control. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's, it's quick to find it. I mean, it was one okay. of the last ones you, you sort of read because you kind of found yeah. what you were looking for. So it's near the top of the stack. Um, yeah, you are able to sort of fairly quickly find the right uh, the right passage. Um, as I said, sort of uh, when you you know when we had that sort of uh, research session before, it is it it isn't a direct one to one comparison with what you guys saw. It's just the closest that you could find. It's more of a kind of um, the idea of like darkness from the eyes and kind of like a little bit of a sort of some of the phrasing kind of implies that it's similar but really it's sort of there's no like talk of black goo or anything like that mm -hmm. if that makes sense but it's certainly yeah. you know it's the, the kind of the closest approximation you could find in your research Thank you. so this is the closest i could find i don't know maybe you can find more and get more out of this than i can well, maybe we should. Did you see anything about the black goo in any? Like, was there anything else in this book that was in any way related to it? I didn't and, see anything that said that uh, described it like that. This one specifically says that it's darkness coming from the eyes. 
and there was definitely black goo coming out of Kev's dad's eyes. I mean, there's there's plenty other books here if you want to have a look at them as well. Can we do like a quick power reading, like scan reading thing? <laughs> like, I, sure. I, I mean, yeah. obviously, test my character <laughs> as much as as much as you like, but he, he's going to try and flick through the pages of the book. Is it more of like a, the... you're doing a bit of a random flick through just to? On the off chance that you find something vaguely relevant, relevant, or have you yeah, got like I mean, an is, idea is of what with, like diagrams and pictures and stuff in any way, shape, or form, or is it just pure text? Um, I'd say it's mostly text. There's maybe a few kind of like small illustrations here and there, but it's not like a picture book. It's it's kind of the 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 illustrations are maybe occasionally like a sort of a weird like a kind of weird kind of sort of like almost like a woodcut or something like that occasionally, or there's like a drawing of a type of plant, but like mostly it's text. So it's not the ne- Necronomicon? No, it's not like bound in human skin. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, he flicks through for a few seconds and doesn't really find anything because he's not going to look too hard and kind of says, have you shown your sister this book? I, I really feel like we need to make sure that if, if she's having this happen to her, then she needs to be clued in. We've got to try and get her on side. And he looks between the two of the girls to try and gauge a reaction. Like, maybe you or, like, your sisters, like, cursed themselves? I don't know. I don't really believe in witchcraft, but it seems like something that would happen. Maybe the whole town's cursed. I don't know. It would have to be something ridiculously strong to covers such a wide area then how would it miss people out in between hmm that's the really weird thing like why why were we unaffected i'm trying to think of all the things we did that day and i i I don't really think there was anything that different i didn't change my routine like i just did normal stuff what got you started into all of this witchcraft stuff hazel um well, I was I was interested in like the plant side of it, and then the blood started, and that that kind of I didn't know what was going on, and my mum didn't believe me, so I just started reading to try and work out what the hell was going on. Okay. Anthony looks at his watch, and turns to the girls and says, "Well." I mean, it seems like everything's all right here, and I, I don't know, maybe I was panicking a bit, thinking that your sister was in trouble. But you were saying that like there was something weird happening with the army base, and all those guys down there with all the suits and all, like carrying a, carrying a body or something? And um, No, he was, he was alive, I think. Oh. Um, well, mm. if he was alive, he wasn't conscious. They were like, carrying him by the arms like kind of like half dragging him along but I don't know that doesn't seem like the easiest way to carry a dead body it's weird that they were doing it out in the open like that I mean I, I just thought that that was a training base or something I, I, I've not really seen too much happening around town to, to do with that it's quite quiet up there they, there's just the trucks that come and go and stuff but- well it it wouldn't I don't think it would have been obvious from anywhere else. Oh, like you were properly sneaking up and everything. 
and he, he's kind of enamoured with this this thought well, of stealthiness. I could only see it by going along the railway track a bit. Well, maybe we should like go back down there and have a quick look. Like, we've probably got time to get down there and have a look, and I could get home and sneak in like just before bed and. I could smooth it over with Dad because I, I, the roller disco and everything. I'll just say I was out there, and that we had a really good night. But we should probably like I can't really think of anything else. Like if we need to think about like this this weird stuff that's happening, and this is the weirdest stuff in town, I guess. And if it's affecting everybody, the army, maybe maybe they're the ones. That maybe they're doing it to us. Maybe this is a test or something. It could be. I mean, it would make more sense to me that the military would try something and it doesn't affect everyone rather than witchcraft. It's not really how witchcraft works. Yeah, but how do we go about this, though? Well, Anthony pulls up his bag with the rollerblades in it and says, I, I could ride these down there. Like, I, could, I could just go and scout out down the road get ahead of you guys and like I could come back again and meet you and let you know what I saw and like 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 you could go halfway maybe. Sorry I was just... on your own then. I've got this mental image of Anthony skating into the army base. <laughs> Area fifty one. Yeah. It would absolutely be the best escape method that we have. Hundred yeah. percent Area fifty one raid. Yeah, put your arms, put your arms In the Naruto running Naruto yeah. skating towards it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. So, um, Hazel's going to. Yeah, Hazel's going to turn to the others and be like, "Right, I, what I'm going to try is, if I see the blood or the goo tonight, I'm going to try and catch some of it in a jar. Of Probably course, it might just disappear from the jar as well. But it's about the well, only thing I have right now. It's worth trying. Yeah. Don't know what I, I mean. I don't even know if we could like test it or anything afterwards. Well, I mean, you, you didn't like it when I went and talked to him before, but Mr. Brewster's got connections in the science department. This is true. He has met the science teacher. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if there is anything. Inside department, we could use to test it. I like that idea. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, uh, you're in your run up to GCSEs. Who's doing science? <laughs> yeah, the teacher's going to be well into this. They're, they're going to think that we're just inspired by their just brilliant teaching style, of course. I meant that as a question like, hey, are oh, any of you doing. Are any of you doing chemistry or like, I don't know, I guess double award science or whatever? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. He has found a strange substance and must test it to isolate what it is. Exactly. You know how to use a universal indicator. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. If, if that's what your idea is, then yeah, totally we should do that. Okay. And Anthony's kind of motivated and kind of energized by this. And he turns to Sora and is like, well. I guess if you guys aren't into the army base thing, maybe I'll just have a little ride down there and have a look myself. And I'll I'll just ride by. I won't do anything, I swear. And he looks 
shiftily no, between the two of you. <laughs> I'm into it. Oh. And Anthony's suddenly back into being slightly backed off a little bit. He's like, oh, oh, you're going to come with me? Like, well, I guess I, I won't rollerblade then, but yeah, totally. Like, let's, let, let's, let's go. You, oh, do you still not want to come, Hazel? And he's looking at her like, kind of, please, please come. Don't, don't make this awkward for me. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should, our character, we should all just go. Right. Come on, let's go then. But you should totally rollerblade down there. Okay. Yeah, let's cool. watch him do rollerblading. <laughs> it means you get to get there first and look around, and then you can tell us stuff and we can plan what to do. Well, I'll make this quick, I swear. And uh, he kind of moves towards the door then and like motions that we should get going. Yeah. Uh, real quick before you leave the room, Hazel, are you grabbing anything else to bring with you to the army base, or are you just uh, what you've got on you? Basically, as we're in um, your sort of home base kind of yeah location, I guess. <laughs> um, she's going to grab another sweater, which has uh the one that has inside pockets in it. So she's got a couple of amulets in there. Pockets. Pockets. Pockets are important. <laughs> yeah. And um, she's going to turn around and secretly put her the knife that she usually carries in an inside pocket as well and try to not let the other two see. Cool. Did you bring the knife to the roller disco with you? No. <laughs> no. This is why she's having to put it in a pocket now. I'm just getting flashbacks of Call of Cthulhu where they all went for a night at the theatre and brought guns with them. Um, <laughs> oh my god, in Cthulhu we bring guns everywhere. I know, and it turned out all right, but like it was the thing of like they were just going to the they're going to the theatre to just get away from everything, and they all brought weapons and didn't tell the others. So I like, feel like my character had justification <laughs> yeah. out, of, out of all of the all three of us. I was the one that was a war, war veteran that was all wary and everything. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> it was just a mention of the knife. I was just kind of like, hang on, wait a minute. <laughs> Is this the second group in a row that's just carting various weapons to social functions? Catch <laughs> fairness, like Hazel Leon only carries head. the knife because she's a witch. This is a knife. Oh my god, it's practical. Goth. It's pretty goth. <laughs> um, Hazel did not take the knife to the roller disco okay. because she knew that. Um, they were liable to be paranoid and check to see if anyone was trying to sneak in alcohol. It's a good thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's far too sensible to risk getting caught carrying a knife. It's true. But then they had panda pops there. Who wants to pres- bring in alcohol when there's the possibility of panda pops? Mm. <laughs> Delicious <laughs> blue, blue flavour. Mm. Mm. Sli- oh, slightly cherry. <laughs> Watery cherry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, okay. They so always taste like watery, like ice pops, don't they? Yeah, like, like yeah. super synthetic yeah. flavor. Like, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. So you got you got your you got your secret amulets in pockets, and you got your knife secretly as well. Yep, okay. and I'm wearing the pendulum as usual. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so ready to go then. I am organized. Okay, so you you've got your stuff. You're sort of ready to go. You can see at the bottom of the stairs Anthony hastily pulling on his uh, rollerblades. <laughs> sort of trying to be, I would guess, trying to be a bit quiet, not to um, 
Oh yeah, he's doing it methodically. Yeah, he doesn't want to be interrupting the film. Yeah. So okay, yeah, you were you were all ready to go and you set off. Um, Anthony's skating ahead. Can I get a body move check from you? Body moving. Right. There is one six in there, so yeah, you are able to successfully skate. So uh, I imagine on eight d six, if you had failed that, that would have been a little embarrassing. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. So skating ahead, then Um, you leave the girls behind fairly, uh, fairly quickly. You're, you know, you're accustomed to moving along on your skates now, Um, and you quite quickly make your way sort of towards the uh, where you know the sort of the army kind of testing station to be and uh so you sort of you turn the corner onto the kind of main road that goes past the uh the the mod testing station to get to it you have to cross over the railway bridge um which previously hazel had kind of dropped down at that point to go up the uh the side of the railway mm-hmm. as you um as you cross the bridge you just kind of glance to your right and you can see it looks like uh all of the lights are off in the station no sign of anybody there. It's, you know, it's it, we're in kind of like late June at this point, so it's not 100% kind of dark, but it's, you know, we're, we're kind of approaching probably 9 o'clock at night now. So it's a little bit of lightness still in the sky, but it is kind of dark, like street lights are on. But it still strikes me as a little odd that the train station would be seemingly completely deserted at this time. Hmm. Just as a Just as a side note thing but um you very quickly kind of carrying on along sort of pass in front of the entrance way to the uh mod testing station um the whole facility is ringed by a probably about 10 feet tall um fence uh with barbed wire on the top and the entrance way is uh sort of a, a pretty hefty looking sort of steel gate uh, with a sort of small kind of like gatehouse sort of built next to it, um, which there is a light on in. Is there any indication of any kind of movement inside that room, like movement of shadow or anything against that light? Um, you can't see movement, but you can see what looks to be the silhouette of somebody sort of sat there. The the glass How sort close? of. Oh, I was going to say that the glass facing the road is sort of frosted, but there's a sort of side door. On it that is kind of opens out onto the, basically onto the gate, sort of thing, which is closed at this point. And that does you can't quite see it from the angle, but that appears to have like normal glass on it. Um, but both bits of glass are letting light out. You can see sort of a silhouette in there, but uh, yeah. Okay, how close could he get before, like, in fact, Anthony's going to kind of try and move closer until. If there's some indication of maybe a shoulder or some any indication of a person, he's going to stop. But he's going to get closer to that window until he sees that. You can get pretty close. I mean, you can sort of see from where you are because it's sort of a little bit backlit by the light from inside that there is... I mean, there's a silhouette in there which, you know, you could... does seem to be a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but where the glass is kind of frosted on the roadside, it's... Uh, you can't make out details. Right. Seeing this and not really being able to get much more information... <laughs> kind of squints towards the army base thinks twice about doing anything and skates back to the girls okay. as fast as he can yeah, I think at, at this point the girls you're, you're just kind of arriving at the railway bridge sort of area okay so they're not that far behind yeah they're not that I mean uh, <laughs> so he's um, not really gotten there at any kind of head uh, of speed uh, I mean I'm not, I'm not criticising like the play I just like 
kind of like the idea that it's not that much faster. Hazel's house is fairly close to where this is. Um, mm -hmm. You got there really quick. Yeah, you got there really quick. You had enough right. time to check out the gatehouse and that, and then by the time you turned around and got back, the girls, they're sort of on the, like, the Hazel's house side of the railway bridge. They're kind of just coming up to it then. So, you know, you got a couple of cool, minutes cool, cool. head start. It's, it's all good. I'm not, I'm so, not yeah. saying they were, like, <laughs> sprinting after you or whatever. You know? okay, it's, it's and, and, so, yeah. so Anthony skates up to them and says, um, I, there's, like, a little gatehouse in front. I didn't really go close enough to see if anybody was in there. It seemed like maybe there was. I mean, you'd expect, I guess, probably there would be. And he kind of looks between the two, a, a little bit out of breath, and says, so I can't really see anything going on, but it's like, it's really deserted. It's a bit weird. You said that, like there were at least a few people around here earlier, but if you look around, like, it seems pretty dead out here. Isn't that quite weird in itself, though? Wouldn't yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. I, the uh, the I streets, mean, sorry, the, the streets themselves aren't one hundred percent deserted. Um, there are there's an occasional sort of car going back and forth. It just appears very quiet on the uh, in the base area. And as I said, the train station was seemed to be deserted well, from your vantage point. But um, yeah, I don't want it to. <laughs> I just to clarify because I didn't want you guys to get the wrong end of the stick on that. Cool. Mm -hmm. So. I had a bit of a brainwave while I was skating back to you. I was thinking maybe I would skate up to him and ask him for some work because like, I could say that I'd just kind of gone out on a long skate and I hadn't really thought about it and I'm really parched. And like maybe I can at least get a little bit look, a little bit of a look around in the booth maybe and see if there's like anything in there going on and get a look at the guy if there's anything shifty about him, see what his attitude's like at least. Yeah, sure. Just be careful, okay? Okay, totally. And he nods at Sora, like, don't worry, I'll be okay. I have really good charm, even though when I rolled against Kev's dad, it didn't really work out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have that as well, if it needs be. Or hmm. I could try and break in, because I've got Tinker. Yeah, I mean, how's Anthony's charm? I'm just uh... uh, non-existent. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unsurprisingly. <laughs> three. Is it heart or is it mind? Uh, I think it's heart. heart. I'm pretty sure it's heart. Charm is heart. Yeah, so you've got four heart, three charm, Sora. So that's seventy-six if you wanted to charm someone. Whereas Anthony has uh, just his four heart. So yeah, four d six if he wanted to charm anybody. Maybe, maybe if Anthony goes up to the door and Sora is really close by, then she can jump in if needed. And Hazel will probably yeah, stay yeah. slightly further back so she can try and watch, like, like if she can see any yeah, movement yeah. elsewhere in the base while that's going on. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds okay. good. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Sounds good. Okay, so so let, let, let's play this out then. So what order are you guys doing things in? Because we're going to have to do a series of roles here, I think, and it's all going to be dependent on what happens. Yes. Who's doing what first? So, Hazel is going to back up to the point where she can see the two of them. Mm -hmm. She can keep an eye on them as well, but also can kind of see like the side and maybe a little bit the back of the base. 
just okay. to see if someone turning up at the front causes okay. something else to ha- like people to move in or out or something at the back. You're going to have to have a bit of a compromise here, I think, really, because yeah. um, we haven't really fully defined sort of the layout of the base. It's it's not huge, mm-hmm. but the the sort of small building that you saw the guy being dragged into earlier is hidden from view from the road by um, a kind of barracks sort of building. Okay. Um, so if you wanted to see that, you would kind of almost have to sort of make your way partly along the side of the, the fence. Um, but you could only go a short way without losing sight of, of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of a little bit dependent on... I mean, there's a balance to be struck, but you're not going to get a clear view of either. If you want to yeah. get a clear view, you know, if you want to be looking at both. Hazel will go far enough along the fence that she can see the building that she saw earlier. Okay. And just trust to the fact that they're pretty good at doing what they do. And she's not that great. And if something happens and she gets hauled in, then she's carrying a knife. (laughs) And that's not going to get a good response from soldiers. No, no. You brought a knife to a gunfight. Yes. (laughs) literally (laughs) um okay so i think we'll 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 do like a um a passive uh mind comprehend i think because i think that's the one i've decided to go for for as our stand-in for a perception check i think and now you've only got 46 on this but this is just going to be sort of to see if you get a because it's getting dark and stuff just to sort of see how how well hazel's able to keep track of things okay there's six in there okay so yeah, you, you're fairly confident that you'll be able to sort of spot any movement going on um, from a, from your current vantage point. Kind of, I think it, it would be fairly obvious based on like how quickly you know the others can get to the gatehouse as to whether anything was like a response. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't really see where they are from where you are now. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's Hazel. Um, what's happening next? Okay, as Hazel's going off into the background, Anthony turns to Sora and says, so I'll skate up to him and you, like, scoot around to the right because he shouldn't be able to see you from, the, like, the window that he's in. And you listen in and I'll... I'll we'll, we'll see. We'll just have to see how it goes. And maybe after I'm gone, like, maybe we, you could try again. Like, you could try saying you're lost and... I mean, it might be a bit of a weird night for the guy, but these things happen, I guess. And he kind of shrugs and looks at her with a kind of, I don't know, look on his face. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to just suddenly try and sneak in while you're talking to him, am I? I don't know. And he sort of raises an eyebrow <laughs> and, and looks at her like, you do all kinds of crazy things. I don't know if maybe you'll do that. You, you've been doing all kinds of things tonight. Maybe Maybe you'll do something that weird. Maybe I will. I'm not sure. <laughs> Some solid planning going on here. <laughs> so, as we're walking towards the booth then, uh, Anthony looks back and gives Hazel a nod as she's kind of walking away. I don't know if she's even looking in his direction, but he kind of turns around and does that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, Hazel seems fairly focused on getting sort of to her vantage point. Maybe she doesn't quite see you in the kind of half-darkness that is... Uh, yeah, <laughs> Anthony's gone into like mission mode, as it were. Like that, that was kind of like a nod of like, "I'll see you on the other side," kind yeah. of thing. You, you saw Terminator too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, he's gonna recent release Terminator two. Eh. 
Maybe his dad's got connections. Maybe his dad's into action movies enough that yeah. you could get him into that kind of thing. <laughs> you've you've had to sit through a lot of showings of like First Blood and like. Well, son's got to see what a real man's yeah, like. A lot of Van Damme movies that aren't that great, you know. <laughs> Double impact, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah. Anyway, he scoots over to the uh, the booth and like gears himself up to act a little bit and act out of breath. And he's like, oh. and he scoots in and looks into the window in a way where, like, let's see what's in there. Okay, um, you're very quickly faced with um, sort of quite surprised looking, but he's definitely was like, you know, you haven't like caught him sleeping or anything. Um, but like a quite surprised sort of looking sort of uh, soldier in uh, just sort of standard army um, fatigues and that. Just, hey, you can't be here. Get away from it. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sir. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so, so worn out and I'm so, so thirsty. Um, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like I know I'm not supposed to be here. Like, but could I, could I have a bit of water? Have you got any, any water? And as he's saying this, Anthony's looking around at the desk and anything that's in the room. Like, what is, what's in there with this guy? Is, is there anything on the table? What, what is that? Okay, all right. I think we'll need a couple of texts for that because you're trying to convince him to give you water and you're also trying to convince him and you're also trying to sort of have a quick look-see. So oh, yeah, it, it's frantic. <laughs> yeah. I think let's start with the, the, um, the con- convincing um, okay. So this would be heart charm. You don't have any points in charm, so this is just going to be uh, forty-six for that. Oof! <laughs> no, <laughs> I, d- I'm, I, I always forget to tell you guys how many successes you need. That probably was going to be a two successor, um, but you didn't get any. So just no, get out of it. Go find water somewhere else. This is MOG property, not allowed in here. Oh, but I, I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> And Anthony kind of conjures up the will inside of himself to like feel as ill as as he can, form and on, come try on. to look really particularly bad. Yeah, like it. <laughs> okay. Well, well, before that happens, let's have a, uh, a mind um, comprehend check just to be sort of looking at the the desk and things and that. So this for okay. you is five d six. I think I just need one success for this because the light is on in the hut. Oof. Fail. <laughs> your your franticness Ooh. and your attempt at acting is uh, is has thrown off your looking at things game, and um, nothing seems out of place or anything. I mean, you, you do see that he has got a rifle there, um, and there is a uh, cup of coffee on the desk. Other than that, you can't really make up any details. You know, he's he's, he's sort of standing in the doorway, kind of thing. <clears throat> okay, Anthony, kind of looks at him and sees a complete lack of empathy on this guy's face and pulls himself together a little bit, but not so much so that he's completely dropping the act. Mm. And he's like, oh, alright, I see how it is. I, I thought you served this, this country, but I, I guess I'll have to... I'll, I'll just go home and well, I'll try, try not to be sick on the way. Cheers, cheers, mate. Yeah, you do that. You want to get in here and join the army? Oh well, I was. I was. It's funny you think. Funny you said that because I, I was thinking about that. But on Thursday, I was talking to my dad about this. But then the day afterwards, he completely forgot about it, as if the army meant nothing to him. And he kind of, and then he looks at the soldier with a kind of like, "What do you think of that, 
look on his face. Okay, uh, make a mind comprehend check. <laughs> I guess. I think I need one success here to try and read the guy's face, but... Oh, no, actually, no, wait, no, 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 this would be mind empathize, I think. Okay, yeah, because so you're trying to you're it? trying to guess the guy's re sort of gauge the guy's reaction. Two sixes. Okay, all right. Um, you see a flicker of something, but you can't quite tell what it means. Okay. He doesn't like go. Oh, Thursday. Mm. Better come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, that was a gambit. <laughs> it was an absolute gambit. Right this way, sir. <laughs> this is Anthony. Anthony's strange mind at work right now. Yeah. Um, so he's gonna. Anthony's kind of gonna realize that he's not getting anywhere. Says, you know, it's funny. I, I, I know I'm just talking rubbish to you. And again, he looks at him and gauges his reaction because <laughs> he's now kind of entering the realms of like. This is point-and-click character territory of just talking to people in an extended way for no particular reason. Yeah. But, but I feel like I can get somewhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> Still hope. <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna put myself together. I like What's to that? think that Sora is also giggling around the corner. <laughs> I know, it's like, where is do it? I jump in? But it's also is really it? funny, so I don't want to. <laughs> So, so, so if Sora is giggling, Anthony's hearing that a little bit and breaks a little bit and realises just quite how absurd it is that he's talking and gets a little bit shy but sort of keeps going and looks him in the eye and says, yeah, Thursday, now that I think about it, strange things happened on Thursday. And again, gives, gives him the most deadpan kind of like, hmm, look in the face. And as he's doing it, like his rollerblades, like he's he's trying to keep himself steady. It's yeah, there's, there's a slight grade going up to the gate, so you're forever trying to stop yourself rolling backwards away from the guy. And um, <laughs> uh, he's uh, he sort of says, oh, "Well, what you have, what you do in your life is up to you, sir." I feel like, is, is Anthony like, I mean, I don't know if maybe he's intimidated a little bit at this point because that's just not worked. He's gone really heavy on an army soldier. Yeah. The, the guy, the guy point, has a good, like, six, seven inches high that taller than you as well. He's like, he's not like a, you know, he's not like a little dude. So he's, at this point, like, gonna let the gradient take him away from the game. Slowly, and just look at him and go, okay. As he goes out of view from the window, yeah. As he goes backwards, because he like, I want to do this backwards down the hill. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Like, you're rolling, you're rolling away backwards, looking sad. He kind of catches Sora's eye as he goes past and shrugs and raises both hands and wheels backwards as far as far as the gradient is going to take him as as far as he's going to go. Yeah, you find yourself back on like, well, you, you kind of roll into the road, but you can, like you're not hit by a car or anything. You're just like um, you're out of view of the doorway, but you see the guy kind of lean around and sort of make sure that you, you you're kind of leaving. Okay. <laughs> so Anthony's gonna then skate off towards where he saw Hazel going and 
having, having given the shrug to Sora, kind of leave the situation <laughs> in her hands. Okay, I won't make you roll for skating away, because, yeah, that would be real harsh. Although I could. But yeah, let's do that. Make a body move check. <laughs> okay. Right, what was it again? Eight. Yeah, you got, uh, I just did one one success on this. There you go, version one. Okay, yeah, you're fine. Scraping through again. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. <laughs> Maybe not going to plan there, but um, yeah. The guy is clearly under orders to keep people out. Yeah, and the Thursday gambit did not work. Yeah. As I say, you got a little bit of a read on him, you know. He did, there was a little bit of a flicker of recognition. When you but first I feel, I feel like I insulted the army at the same time as trying to gauge reaction on Thursday. Yeah, and you didn't. that was a bad idea. <laughs> like it muddied the waters too much. <laughs> Wasn't a good opening gambit. Okay, so oh, you're well. rolling away. Hazel, you don't see any reaction so far okay. from on the on the premises. Sora, what would you like to do? Okay, so I'm like are we like at a security guard booth sort of post sort of thing? Yeah, pretty much. Rock up. No, I like pop up out of crouching position <laughs> in front of the man. <laughs> Go around the side. <laughs> oh, where did you come from? Oh, you know that guy you were just talking to? Yeah. Like, our school has a very progressive newspaper. And actually, this might seem extremely forward, but <clears throat> we've been going around interviewing people about events that happened on Thursday and um, I wanted you know someone as important as you guys who are in a way looking after our town even though you're kind of doing your own thing on base but you know everyone feels so safe with you around I wanted your kind of perspective on it um okay can I get a Can I get a heart charm check from you? I think I'm going to need two successes here because he's a little bit weirded out by Anthony. But you've <laughs> no, got, Anthony you've got, me. Yeah, you've got 76. Oh, no successes. No. Oh no. <laughs> no, my, my one skill. <laughs> he kind of, you see him sort of like, you can... <laughs> sort of he kind of sizing you up and then he looks and you can see Anthony still rolling away and um, he's, <laughs> he's kind of thinking he, you can see him sort of putting pieces together and he goes bloody kids look get out of here go on you're not supposed to be here I know it's Saturday night but get out of it it's government property you can't silence the paper <laughs> if, you, if you want an interview with somebody you have to go through the proper channels oh, what's that then yeah, to write to the Ministry of Defence and they'll uh, they'll decide. Yeah, but you you are a citizen of this town. Okay, off the record, off the army job. Did you notice anything? I'm not paid to notice anything. You must, <laughs> you know, you must have. There's the most beautiful irony of him saying that as a card. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like, buddy, you're, you're paid to watch things. What the fuck? Buddy, you're not getting a job. <laughs> it's literally your one job. There's an extreme misunderstanding of what a guard is meant to do. Um, 
I, don't, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny anything that may or may not have occurred in previous days ending in hers day. Um, can I burn... Not willpower. What's it called in this game? When you burn some... Okay, well, pushing the roll can only really be done immediately after performing it. Um, so if you can think of like another way of kind of phrasing it, you could just make another roll. Like, because you're kind of asking him another question. But that's sort of up to you. Pushing it is like, if you fail, you can immediately attempt to push it. But you can't really sort of continue the conversation and then go, I'm going to push that roll now, you know. If that makes sense. Okay, so <clears throat> I do have another idea. Okay. I hand dramatically, I'm like, hey, I don't have like many people in my life and something really weird happened to me on Thursday and like, and I just stopped pretending to cry and I'm like, and I just really thought that you guys would have the answers to something really weird that happened. What? What happened? Dad was in a kitchen and he had like all this like black stuff all over his face and there was black stuff all over the table and I went to go get help and then when I came back everything was fine and apparently this happened to my friends <clears throat> too. Okay, make make another charm check. This time I only, I think I only need you to get one success on this. Okay, come on. Two successes. Okay. He uh, he goes. Oh, well, hold on. I'll uh, don't go anywhere. He disappears back into the hut, and you can um, sort of hear the sounds of sort of some muffled talking on the radio. He comes back, and says. Uh, we might have heard of something similar going on. Um, I'm. If you'll just wait here a minute, uh, someone will be along to escort you inside to uh, talk to the professor. <gasps> oh. Okay. So at this point, um, so Sora, you're you're kind of uh, you're waiting there for a couple of minutes. At this point, Hazel, you're you're kind of just about joined by Anthony when you and you you can kind of you've got one eye on the small building that you saw uh, earlier on in the day when you see the door of the building opening and uh, sort of striding quite purposefully from the building is uh, a man in a lab coat uh, and he's being trailed by a another soldier um, who is carrying a weapon hmm. do I recognise either of them? make a mind comprehend check no, no successes. Okay, but so uh, you can't get quite a good enough look at their faces from the way they're going, the way they're walking, and the angle that you're at. Um, and they, as they sort of head away from the building, they actually go around the other side of the the barracks building, right. not heading towards you. If that makes sense, so you don't really get a good look at their faces. Damn! I look round and see Anthony and kind of gesture him over. Yeah, Anthony, you're having a bit of trouble kind of awkwardly walking across the sort of scrub ground with your, your rollerblades on. Okay. So he kind <laughs> of tramps... Yeah. He tramps through the undergrowth then towards her. Yeah. And kind of crouches down. He's brought his bag with him with his shoes, so he's going to switch and start having a chat. And it's like, I, I, I think I, I kind of mucked it all up like... I insulted the army, and it, I, I said something about Thursday, and he pulled a face. But at the same time, I, I kind of said that my dad hated the army, which, and he hesitates thinking about the fact that his dad is absolutely in love with the army. 
and that he impugned that in some way. If anything, he feels quite guilty about it. You, you, you would know from your dad that your dad want, always wanted to be in the army, mm-hmm. but he was an inch below regulation height. <laughs> oh, short man syndrome. <laughs> All the way through his life. So yeah, he he's, hesitates thinking about that. And then he's like, I, I left Sora up there. And I, I and he looks around and sees what's happening. I, I don't know what on earth she she must have said. What's, what's going on? Well... Sora's always good at getting herself back out of trouble again. So I, I hope so. Like that's the army that she's going in there with. We don't know yeah, what the hell's but going we're on. We're both here. Oh, I mean, and he looks over, like kind of. How much can he see of where Sora's going at this point? Because that's where his eye line. So, um, you, you just about see the from where from where you're at. You can't see the front gate very well, but you just about see disappearing around the other end of the, the kind of barracks building heading towards the front gate is sort of the retreating back of like uh, another soldier um, and a, a guy in a white coat um, Sora you you only stood there for a minute or two before um, you're approached by this uh, this pair the um, the the guard that you have been speaking to at the gate stands to attention as they approach and um, he doesn't say another word to the, the pair that approach but uh, the uh, the gate is opened, and um, the guy in the lab coat says, "If you'll just come with me, Miss, uh, we need to have a talk." I need to bring my friends. Kind of looks around. What? What friends? What friends? Oi, Hazel, Anthony. Gesture for them to come over. Can we hear this? Um, you can't see it. Hey. <laughs> Make a, I guess again, a mind comprehend check to see. I mean, how loud are you shouting this? Yep. Two successes. So, yeah, you can just about hear in the distance Sora shouting. Anthony hears the the sound of Sora shouting, and kind of shoots a look at Hazel, panicked. I, did you hear that? No. I, I just heard Sora shouting from inside. Okay. And, Kind of like he kind of starts like getting to his feet, having put in his put his shoes on, and hmm, I'm 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 gonna force like well if you're if you're happy to do this, I want to force like a little check to see if he remembers to pick up the bag with the uh, rollerblades in it. Well, I'll leave it to you if you want to remember or not remember. I don't. Hmm. Um. Well, I kind of want to leave it to fate because I were <laughs> okay. It's one um, of these things where totally, yeah. Whenever we can leave it to fate, uh, I guess just make a mind check, straight up mind forty-six. Oh, he forgets. You leave so, your bag with the rollerblades in uh, in a bush. Anthony's thinking so much about Sora and the fact that she's calling out for the two of them that he's panicked and he's getting to his feet as quick as he can and is stomping off towards the uh, guard booth. And shout out, Sora, Sora, what, what's happening? And he kind of runs over towards the little group that's huddled by the door. Yeah, and an immediate look of recognition on the guard gate, uh, the, the gate guard's face. Um, says, oh, you again. <laughs> Anthony kind of gives him a look and looks a little bit embarrassed and turns towards the situation again, like more interested in Sora and what's happening. And we're going like, in. You, you're going inside. What, what? What's happening? What did you tell him? 
I just, I just told him the truth. So, oh shit. Um, just realised I didn't tell him the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not even slightly. <laughs> anyway, yeah, come on. Well, you need to say that in the context. <laughs> um, it'll be fine. Just come with me so we can tell them about Thursday. Anthony looks back behind to see if Hazel has followed on with the group. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks around towards the bushes and sees not much. And Hazel has <laughs> hidden herself. She His is stomach's... wearing dark greens and blacks and <laughs> managing to hide in the foliage. His stomach sinks a little bit. And he kind of looks around at the soldiers. How how intimidating would you say this situation is in terms of, like, are they friendly or is there a look of kind of malevolent concern on their face of, like, these kids know too much? Um, they seem guarded. The, uh, the guy in the white coat definitely seems a little confused that um, he was told there's a girl at the gate who says she knows something. And then when he came to the gate, she was like, oh, bring my friend too. And you just appeared out of the bushes. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the guards are looking, especially the, the gate guard is looking like he's, he's been sort of, what's the way to describe it? Like, it, like he's sort of, um, he's lost control of the situation a little bit, but he's a bit angry at your sort of reappearance as if he thinks now that this whole thing is a bit of a, like he, like someone's pulling a prank, if that makes okay. sense. They're not Absolutely. like they haven't like pulled out guns and are pointing them at you. If that's what you're asking, um, well, the, the rubbish that Anthony had already spoken to. Him, yeah, like, I can't blame him for you having didn't, that. You didn't really endear yourself in that first conversation. Um, I wouldn't actively ca- characterize the situation as hostile, but I wouldn't call it friendly. Okay, so yeah, Anthony's looking around at these, and then looks back at Sora, and says. Um, well, yeah, the, the truth. And then looks back to the soldiers expectantly, as well as the uh, the scientist, obviously. Or the professor, sorry. So, yeah, the the scientist sort of, um, he's kind of looking, he's looking, I guess. He, look, he, he seems a bit impatient. He says, well, never mind, but look, come in, come in. We need to, we need to talk to you about what happened. And, um... The, the gate guard looks a little annoyed but doesn't say anything and you the pair of you are led uh, through the uh, through the grounds of the, um, the the testing station towards this small building which um, Anthony you'd only just glimpsed just now as you were uh, as you joined Hazel uh, Sora you haven't seen before but it just seems like a kind of small kind of one story building kind of fairly nondescript. Um, with a pair of uh, double doors sort of facing uh, facing you. You are led up to the double doors. Um, a code is inputted into a keypad on the side of them, and you are led inside. Have I got any kind of angle on the keypad to be able to get a view and maybe try and memorise this, get get any sense of what it was? That's a good question. Uh, make a, I guess, another mind comprehend check. Okay. I think I'm going to need two successes on this one. One success. Oh. Okay, I'll say with one success, you don't get the full code. You, it's it's a four-digit code. You get the first two digits, and then the hand is in the way. And the first okay. two digits are three, four. Three, four. 
I will not remember that, undoubtedly. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and the two of you are led inside. Hazel, uh, you see <laughs> um, Anthony and Sora being led towards this small building. Uh, the scientist in the lead, the other soldier behind them, um, pause at the doorway and go inside, and then all is silence. Yeah. So she was fairly close to this hut when she saw it the first time. Mm-hmm. Hazel's going to want to try and get a lot closer right. to okay. it. Um, I don't know if she'd be actually be able to scale the what, the fence. It's it's going to be tough. It's ten feet tall and yeah. there's barbed wire on the top. Mm. You can try. It might not go well I, for you. I don't think it's really her strong point somehow. Hmm. Yeah, that would be quite okay. And also, I'd expect that there might be, even if it is the 90s, there might be cameras and stuff inside, so... I can neither confirm nor deny cameras. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Hazel's going to go back to where she was able to get a good vantage point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before. easily enough Easy enough to, to get along there. Are you, did, you, did you notice Anthony leaving his bag? What's the... Um... Oh. Probably not, right? If you were busy Probably hiding. Probably not, okay. no. Okay. I was we'll... just too busy watching him. Yeah, Anthony's um, bag. Anthony's bag is left where he left it then. <laughs> yes. As you make your way further along the fence to get a little bit of a better view of this sort of small building. Yeah. When uh, I get along, can can Hazel see into the building? Uh, are there no, windows? There, there are no windows. Right, okay. Hmm. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, We'll be back, as usual, in two weeks' time on Thursday, the 5th of December, with the next chapter of our Things from the Flood storyline, continuing where we left off today. Uh, So we hope you'll all tune back in for that. Uh, In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. You can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So, for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>